From combat medic to starting a nonprofit, Brian Gibson shares his journey about how he almost ended his life. He started Project Die Hard to help other veterans who are thinking about doing the same thing. Stay tuned for his inspiring story. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the amazing Brian Gibson. Welcome to the show, Brian. Man, thank you for having me. And Brian and I got connected on Facebook a couple of months ago. Is that right? Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, and he reached out to me and told me about his what he's doing. And so here we are. So I'm glad that you're on the show. Thank you for being here. And I am so pleased to be here. You just can't imagine. Good. It's, it's helping other people is the goal, and you do such great work. So I figured, hey, we might as well shoot shoot a star in the dark and see if we can hook up. So it was cool. Absolutely, and I'm glad that you're here because you're doing amazing things as well by helping people. So. For those of you who don't know, uh, Brian Gibson is the founder and president of Project Die Hard Incorporated. Born into a Navy career family, he decided to join the Army because he couldn't swim, where he served as a combat medic for 26 years. While self-medicating with alcohol and at one point put a 45 in his mouth ready to pull the trigger, he was interrupted with a phone call. Later on, he realized his purpose was to help other veterans who are thinking about doing the same thing. He founded Project Die Hard to fight the war on veteran suicide and to assist his brother and sisters in getting the help they need. You can find out more on his website at projectdiehard.org. Wow. I cannot wait to dive into this conversation. So, uh, Brian, I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Investing, investing in people to me means taking what you have good in your life, imparting that on them so they can be better. That To me, that's investing in people. It's taking them to the next level, stepping them up. Got it. So for you, it's really like helping the, the, the people behind you or the people that have you know, that are coming up after you kind of giving back a reaching back instead of reaching, um, you know, what is it? A hand up instead of a hand out. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I love there that. There you go. That, I love that. that. That's our premise with our facilities. It's hands up, not hands out. Got it. So tell us about your facilities. What What is it that you, what is Project Die Hard? Well, Project Die Hard's first and foremost mission is to bring public awareness to veteran suicide. You know that I don't even want to throw a number out there because COVID 2020, it, it's, yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. And I will stop there, stop you there and interrupt just because recently in like the last uh, week and a half, I heard 27 a day from 22 a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, where we're located in Western Kentucky, um, within our little network of Project Die Hard, because I believe in working together with other veteran nonprofits, from May 2018 to May 2020, we had 67 within 100 miles of 
where where we're headquartered. Wow. Yeah. Tough stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. So you bring awareness to the public that this is an issue. And what do you, you know, what, how do you help the veterans that come to you? Well, I wish I could say that we're fully up and running, but we're not right now. But this is how we're going to help my brothers and sisters. Got it. Okay. We're going to offer them a place to come and to talk, a safe, secure place. And whether they need just to come for an hour, a day, a weekend, a week, a month, up to a year, we're going to give them a place to talk. We're going to offer trade, trade training, counseling. I just, as we talked earlier, I got, I got everything in place. We just got to get this up and running. Got it. And when, um, so our listeners um, are not uh, viewing this, they're just listening to this. What is it that you just referred to that when you said this? Forward operating base rush. That's the key. Uh, It's named after Sergeant Courtney Rush from the state of Illinois. She was in the United States Air Force. She was a flight mechanic. And she lost the fight to the demons January 3rd, 2012. Uh, We're going to backstep here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take you from the interrupted phone call to where we sit today. Perfect. Yeah, let's go on that journey. Okay. Uh, I say, yeah, 26 years, combat medic. I've seen a few things. And the demons were really on my back. I self-medicated with alcohol, and I was to the point that as a good soldier, I cleaned my weapon, polished the bullet, and had a forty-five in my mouth ready to go, and then my phone rang, and it was a buddy of mine, and he goes, what are you doing tomorrow? And literally, I had no plans. Well, he invited me down to downtown Paducah to the old Finkel building, and I know your listeners don't know what the Finkel building is. But let's go back to an old five and dime from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, right? Big brick building. Finkel's building was red. So he takes me down there and he introduced me to Pastor Dennis Lawrence of the Free Spirit Biker Church. Hmm. Now, this is where I know God has a sense of humor because he started a biker church in a pink building. Hmm. That red went down to pink, and there's a biker church. And Pastor Daniel Lawrence, he took the time to, he saw something wasn't quite right in here. And he took the time to talk to me. Mm. And I mean, more listen than talk. Yeah. Right? And that's the key there. Um, when I give presentations, when I used to before 2020, <laughs> and when I get back to it, I tell our civilian counterpart that when you ask a veteran, hey, how's your day going? You need to be prepared to stand there for two hours mm. because you might be that one voice that opens the gate, that opens the, the communication, the, the talking. So... I go there, I start going back to church. Uh, 
drinking going on nine years now. Congratulations. It's a battle every day. Yeah. And going through and growing in there, in my church, in my faith, I've always asked God for a mission. I'm a soldier. I need a mission. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Right. And then one day I get a phone call from the wife of an individual that I served with overseas. And I'm going to serve Tim Pinsky. I'm just going to say, look, the modern GI Joe is him. If they were going to make a doll. It's him. He was my mentor. He was a great NCO, a great friend, a great person would give his shirt off the back to help anybody. His wife calls me and long story short of it, she's like, Doc, what do I do? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you do? He's hanging in the garage. Mm. Right then and there, I said, okay, something has to change. Everybody at that time was doing the 22 push-ups a day and, you know, and that's great. I love it. Keep it up because that's public awareness. Mm-hmm. But something more had to be done. Yeah. So we formed Project Die Hard. We, that was 2018. We're constantly getting everything in place. We're a 501c3. The board of directors, all the heartache. And I'm telling you, I was on another talk show and said, well, what, what advice can you give somebody for starting a 501? Starting a nonprofit, what advice? Get a lawyer right off the get-go. Don't try to do this stuff alone. Okay. Agreed. <laughs> we did try to save some money. No, pony it up. But we're here now and all the kinks are worked out and we're ready to rock and roll. So that was 2018. 2019 was a great year for us. We were getting known. Our local restaurants here in Paducah, we have this thing that's called Club 22. Mm -hmm. That when you go on the 22nd of the month and you order and you mention Project Die Hard, we get a percentage back for the mission. Awesome. Right? Right. Great community. Great rolling out. Yeah. Great collaboration there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great working. Love my Club 22 members. I mean, they're they're so great. Mm-hmm. Well, needless to say, 2020 hit, and, and we lost about 90% of our revenue because our revenue came from restaurants. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And luckily, um, a church came through to us and gave us a not a huge donation, but enough to keep all the things rolling that led to the mission and myself being picked up by the Veterans of Foreign Wars Still Serving campaign for Journey 20. Ah, oh, great. Because I'm still serving. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, that led to WSIL-TV here in Marion, Illinois, doing a story on us, just like we're doing here. What What's Die Hard? How's it, right? Mm-hmm. That was August. 
I get a call from a individual, Richard Biddle, with, with the Haven of Love Christian Daycare. Mm. He goes, are you willing to come up here and tell us about your your mission? I was like, well, of course. I'll go anywhere to tell about talk about the mission. Mm-hmm. Come up, and he takes me through 20 acres here, woods and up and down. He walks me through this building, and he goes, could you guys use this? Of course we could, but we can't afford this. Right. <laughs> this is $500,000 of buildings and property and all that. Wow. And he goes, well, can you use it? Well, yes. He goes, we're going to donate it to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not a lot of things surprised me in this world. That surely did. Sure. Wow. So this is where we're sitting here today at Forward Operating Base Rush. Uh, That explains the camera and all this because this is our, I'm not totally set up here. Uh, I'm up here this week and I'm going through and pulling toilets and sinks and just doing odds and ends to get it to shorten the time when we find the resources to get it up and running. Because what was it before? A Christian daycare. Mm. So, yeah, all the toilets are two feet tall. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Go ahead. Well, when you get funding, because you will, you will get funding. I believe I know that to be true. What is the ultimate goal? I see you have a blueprint behind you um, for our listeners who aren't viewing this. So, you know, what is it a live in? Is it you mentioned if it would be for a year? So are there places for people to live and stay and build a community? We will have the ability at this location to house 12 single veterans. And this is what sets us apart from a few others and we're going to have two veterans with their families. Mm, got it. I got a phone call about a year and a half ago from a veteran, and he was out west. And are you guys real? And I'm like, yeah. I will talk to any any of my brothers and sisters. If, you know what help I can give them, I give them. But chase that rabbit down the hole, and come to find out, here he is. disabled, him, his wife, and two kids living in a car. Mm. Now, needless to say, I reached out to my network, and we got them help, and, you know, I went back to my board and said, guess what? We're going to do families. They went, but, hey, there's a need. Yeah, definitely. I'm tired of, and I've had other conversations, and I'm kind of right that we made this decision is, They'll help a veteran. Hey, or you can come here for 90 days. What happens to the wife and the kids and the, everything else? Mm-hmm. So that's why we're going to do families. Got it. At our facilities. Because we are going to put one of these in every state. Got it. And when you, your goal is to have 50 across the country and each one will be named something different or named the same as a, a forward operating base rush? Well, forward operating base rush is named after certain Courtney rush from the United States Air Force. Mm-hmm. 
She lost the battle to the demons January 3rd, 2012. This is how we're going to name every facility. Every forward operating base rushed. Every forward operating base will be named after a veteran within that state that lost the battle to the demons because we're not going to let people forget the war continues even here at home. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes an inner war. It's no longer on the battlefield. The battlefield is their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I took some flack. Uh, You should have named it after somebody had a medal of honor or a brown star. And I was like, I understand that, but that's not our mission. Our mission is to make sure people don't forget that this person existed too. Right. Yeah. I love that. Love that. So, Brian, I know that you you have this amazing um, nonprofit and, and this incredible vision for where you're heading. What is it that you need at the at the moment? How can people help? Well, right now at the moment. I am up here at Bob Rush doing this work because our attorney said you cannot have a volunteer there until you get insurance. And I don't know if you've ever done any research about insurance for this, but it ain't cheap. Sure. Okay. And we're going to have to put all utilities and all that in our name here real soon. We kicked off a campaign on January 1st to get 100 people to become $22 a month patrons by going to our website and committing to $22 a month, 71 cents a day. And we're doing great. And I think all the patrons that we've had throughout this time and are still giving and, but we need 80 more immediately. That will cover the utilities and the insurance and all that. So we can get the volunteers in here and get this place ready. So when we get the funding, boom, we can go right to town because all the little stuff is already taken care of. The toilets are pulled, the sinks are pulled. Uh, it's just all done. Got it. So. It saves money that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's immediate need. Okay. What's future need? Well, the future need just for forward operating base rush. Once we get it up and running, which the estimated remodel cost is anywhere between $450,000 and $500,000. <laughs> That's okay. We'll find that. That's no problem. You know, somebody listening right now, I know, has that in petty change. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. But it's after that. So we get Fob Rush, Forward Upper Inverse Rush, up and running. Well, even with fund, even getting funding once for housing veterans and all that, right, it's going to, Average between forty and sixty thousand a month to operate this facility. That's food. That's staffing. That's utilities. That's everything involved in this. Uh, I personally do not take a salary. None of my board takes a salary. 
to me, that's important with, with a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I understand we're going to have to hire people to run our facilities, and I have no problem with that. But as the leader of a mission of this, right, I I, I just can't take salary. It's just it's just not right. Our goal is ninety percent of every dollar physically touching the mission. Now, could we skew that and say, well, admin is part of the mission? No, it, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. try to be good stewards of our funding. Okay, yeah, that's the big key. But it's that. It's that $22 a month is is what's going to make us successful. People who actually care. And this is why we call them patrons. Because a patron is somebody that does it out of their heart. Not because they get a blanket or a t-shirt or a keychain or this or that. If you would like some of that, go to our website, hit the store, shop. Go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. But for every T-shirt we give out, that's out of the $22, we would get Mm -hmm. $12. That's a cost. That doesn't go. That's not to the mission. Mm -hmm. That's just to a T-shirt. So going forward. What, uh, first of all, you mentioned the website. So tell us where they can connect with you. They can connect with us through the website, Mm projectdiehard.org. We are on Facebook, Project Die Hard 22. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter for as much work, as much good as that does. But, and we're, Branching out in social media with all the platforms being launched right now, it's hard to figure out where do we want to be at. Sure, sure. But, yeah, anybody can reach out. They can email contact at projectdiehard.org if they would like an information pack. they have a question, email us. Uh, If you want to see our financials, I'll give you our accountants info to contact them. So he has, he has orders. Anybody wants to see that he give there you go. Great. So I'm just thinking about taking you, uh, thinking back to when you had the 45 in your mouth and you were interrupted by a phone call. Yeah. What advice would you give to our listeners if they are contemplating doing that as well? Don't. I mean, I was lucky. I was lucky. Don't give up. Okay. Think about the ones that love you. I mean, hindsight's 2020. I'm lucky I made it through here. But looking back, can you imagine the devastation that would have caused my family, my loved ones? Right? Just because your pain's gone doesn't mean you didn't inflict it. And others, think about this. Don't give up hope. Do not give up hope. I know it's tough right now. I know it's tough going through that. But there is something on the other end, whether it's through Project Die Hard or another organization. It's strive to become better. Put those demons behind you. 
they're never going to leave totally. I still have my bad days. I got it. But you don't give up because we need you. You may have that one voice that saves somebody else's life. You may be that one person that you're driving down the road and the car's tittling off the bridge. And, you you know, it, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But if you put in your mind that tomorrow's going to be better than today, see, you got a reason. I don't know if that's advice or I don't know how to, how you would say advice, but don't, don't give up. Don't quit. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is don't give up hope. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Well, that leads to our big facility where we started. Okay. We are blessed with forward operating base rush. Mm -hmm. And yes, we got to get this up and running first, Mm -hmm. but our start was Fort Hope. We're still raising funds to purchase 114 acres in Western Kentucky. Right now, that's sitting over here because we got this and we need to get this up and running first. But Fort Hope, we're going to house 100 veterans for a year. Nice. And that's going to be the headquarters. But, yeah, hope is the key. Yes. So I just want our listeners to know, um, one, you're not alone. If you are experiencing this, I encourage you to reach out. Um, You can reach out to Brian directly. You can reach out to me. And um, I have, even though I'm not a veteran and even though I might not be in your area, I am connected to tons of people all over the country and uh, in, in, in many capacities. So if you do need help, please reach out. Yes. Always reach out. It's not, it's not a sign of weakness to say I need some help. It's yeah. not. That was one of my big hangups. Here I am a tough soldier. And, you know, I was taught as a medic, we don't lose our cool. Mm. You know, that bullets are flying over our heads and we don't lose our cool. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that put a toll on me. So, yeah, ask for help. There's no shame in it. There's none. Yeah. You know, I'm curious to know, I, I got to ask this question. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but now that we're coming to the end, I, I've just got to ask this question, Brian. Here you are with a, literally a gun in your mouth and the phone rings. Did you contemplate pulling the trigger or did you really think, do I need to answer the phone? Well, caller ID. It was a buddy I served with, right? And I knew in the back of my head he was going through some things. <sighs> so it was, I can do this in a minute. Let me make sure he's okay first. Wow. So you put somebody else's needs before your ego. It's, it's the medic thing. Yeah. Wow. But all that just led to where we're here today and what we're doing. And we want to be that phone call for the veteran. Yeah. You know, hey, come on. It's okay to talk. Great. So uh, I always end with um, this last question, and it is um, what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? I live by scripture. 
for God save me, that's what I live by. I live by my Bible. It's every, every morning I wake up and I go, Lord, what are you going to teach me today? And I read. Is there one that sticks out to you more than others? Uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. Don't ask me to quote it because I'm bad at that. But it is hope. Mm. Okay. It's hope. When we were contemplating, okay, we're going to have this main headquarters and we know we're going to have fobs and all this. What are we going to name this place? It can't be the place up the road by the Red Barn Churn, but that's location out in the middle of nowhere. But what do we name it? And I opened my Bible one morning after asking that question and Romans 15, 13 pops up. Hmm. Oh, there you go. It's, yeah, it's that. It's scripture. It's whenever I'm feeling tied up and stuff like that, I can open my Bible and there's something poignant there that shows me the, okay, here's the way. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Brian, I just want to thank you for your determination and for being here, for your not giving up, for your hope that you found for yourself and now for others. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. And again, let's not be strangers because, yes, you're tied in. So once we get up and running, you're going to find a veteran that needs this. And this is all part of networking. Absolutely. So, and like I said, listeners, if you're listening to this and you find yourself in the need of hope, you know, feel free to reach out to either one of us. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.